Hemshachayim Beis, Volume One. We're in process of analyzing transcendence and imminence, up to Chapter Eighty-Two, which we hopefully will study today. We're in the middle of the discussion, and the previous class discussed the the, the distinction between ten spheres as they are in Makif and the ten spheres as they are in Pnimi. Now this followed a 20 chapter discussion about in general the relationship of transcendence and imminence. As I explained, first was the general thing that there are different Makifim. There are different levels of transcendent energy. There's the Makif before the Tzimtzum called the Igal Hagadol the great sphere, or Tehiri Law, the higher purity. There's the Makif HaKloli after the symptom called Adam Kadman, the primordial man, which is the Makshava Klolis, the, 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 the primordial thought that encompasses all of existence. And then you have the Ksarim, the transcendent energy or the desire for each particular section of the cosmic order. Atzilas, Bri, Tzir, And that was explained in the context that Makif at the end of the day, is not just some type of uh, abstract entity. It has a relationship with the imminent reality. And the big picture, obviously, because why, why God make Makifim altogether? There has to be a purpose in it. But its purpose is not the functionality and the specific details of each part of the structure. The purpose is to introduce transcendence. So it has to retain an element that is beyond structure. But it still has a relationship with the structure. It's essentially, in, in, in a summary, 20 chapters. And that relationship is what he discussed. So it answers the question. Is there his chalkus in Igulim, in makifim, in transcendence and desire? The answer is yes or no. Fundamentally, there is no. But because it has an impact as a relationship, because it has a role to play, in that sense, it has, an, it has a relationship with the structure. Not, but it, you can't really call it a structure within the, the makifim themselves, which is really the essence of chapter um, seventy-nine. That the ksarim are of their own quality. They all ksarim shnishtalshlim They have their own track. They have their own qualitative personality, no matter what level they're on. Yet they do. They are dispatched. You know, think of it like a one rotsen that dispatches a whole bunch of mini rotsenus desires to go all over the cosmic order and make sure that maintain order there and make sure that it's uh, that quality control is maintained it's a good way to put it quality control but now in chapter 80 begins the question omnom we still have to understand there's spheres in the Gulen. we're not just talking about dispatching desires for each department and each section of the Seder Shtalshos of the Cosmic Order, the Gulim themselves have ten spheres. Ten spheres constitute structure. So you're not just talking about a supervisor over the structure, you're talking about the supervisor himself has structure. Each of these Gulim has this Gulim of Keser, of Chochmah, of Bina, and so on. He says, clearly, seemingly this contradicts what we spoke before, that there is no Ischalkos. That they're all of the same quality. So why is there a Kesser? Why is there an eagle that called the Eagle of Kesser? And there's the Eagle of Chachmah. 
That's the question on the table here. So here we need, and, and this makes it awfully similar, because now you're not just saying there's makifim and pnimim, and they have a relationship or they don't have a relationship. You're now saying that whatever we spoke about, the ten spheres within the imminent reality, now these ten spheres also in the makif reality, in the transcendent reality. Which of course brings makif and pnimi, imminent, transcendence and imminence, far closer to each other, because now they both, are similar, they both have a relationship with the ten spheres. Remember there was a question I even asked that all the chapters, first we were talking about the ten hidden spheres is the source of mamalakalam, is the source of imminent energy. And then later, as he moves on, the ten hidden spheres become the Igul HaGadl, which is the great sphere, which is the Mak of Klali. And of course the answer is because within the Bligvul, within the infinite, which is the source of Sevav Kalam, the source of all the Makifim, within that, Arose desire for a structure. Shiratsmi Bekeich, he says, the Erha Bligvul estimated within itself and allocated within itself. So the truth is, the imminent structure is really an allocation from the infinite, unlimited possibilities. The artist that has so many possibilities has now determined within those infinite possibilities that has, and there has arisen, arisen the desire for a particular possibility. So that's the initial, in the subtle form, it's in the initial, the Shader tradition, in the first root, that's the root of the two energies. So in essence, everything originates in the transcendent. Remember, from a divine and Atma's perspective, there's no transcendence, it's reality. Transcendence is only a word that is relative to those that are not transcendent. You know, when you're on the level of Makif, you don't see yourself as Makif, you see yourself as reality. You're closer to the truth. It's only when we're in the Pnimi, that's where you have this relationship. Okay, so now we've established that there are ten spheres in the Makifim. So here he goes into the explanation that these ten spheres are really only a matter of quantity. It's how much energy is flowing from the, each particular uh, Makif. In other words, the Makifim themselves are fundamentally one essence, one personality. But Kesar of Chachma, Kesar of Bina, Kesar of, uh, the Eagle of Kesar, the Eagle of Chachma, and so on, each one is uh, is uh, is uh, the flow quantitatively, not qualitatively, is different. So the words he uses here. Like we said, Mashenge Baratzim Asin Emuhus Achad, Emuhus Achad, Shikul Eagle Elyon, the Eagle Tachten. When it's called a higher Eagle Elyon, Ainz Hashem Bchinis Ma'ala Matam Ba'etzim Muhusim Adrigasim. Doesn't mean that they're fundamentally structured in a hierarchy. Kim Bchinis Ha'ir Vahagili Shabigle Elyon Mer Eir B'Yeser. That the energy that flows from the higher Eagle radiates with more intensity than from a lower one. So basically, this, the, the 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 distinction is only on a level of reflection, not a fundamental different level one to the next. And then he went into saying that the truth is any type of flow that is based on quantity does not define real infrastructure, real hischalkus. The real distinction between spheres, chach, mabina, and so on, is their qualitative difference, not their quantitative one. 
Because quantitative is just a matter of concealed and revealed, and and the, and, the, and and even in the state that's a lower state, within it lies concealed all that will come later. That was one point, and another point was that even on that level of quantity, there's a difference of how it functions on the imminent levels of energy than it is on the transcendent levels, and that is. That because imminent energy is all about being revealed, all about being manifest in a structure. So therefore, when it's less revelation, it's a weakened state. Whereas in the makif, in the transcendent, even when there's less revelation, it's not weaker in intensity. It still has the same intensity and same quality of makif that the transcendent has. What's the difference between what and what? We're not talking about Lifnet Tzimtzum here. The, the Eitz Chaim is talking about after the Tzimtzum. After the Tzimtzum, there's ten spheres in the levels of Igulim. All the Igulim. Before the Tzimtzum, there are no spheres altogether. Yeah, you can start with Ak or, yeah. 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 Well, if you were listening completely, it's not what I said. I said I made it very clear that there's the, the before the symptom, there's no spheres. It's only the God's mind, so to speak. He envisions what's going to come. But anyway, what we're talking here are spheres that are actually not the same thing, we're talking. Well, at, listen, structure is only after the symptom. There's no structures before. Are there's a whole chapter? As I said, go to read chapter 1921. Describes the essence of the their personality. It's like uh, the faculties and the essence of the soul. Think of it that way. There's no faculties there. That's not the problem. That that's not a, that's not an issue. Well, it's like saying in, in the in, in the infinite light arises the desire for a finite structure. You have a problem with that? There's no problem. That's not the problem. The problem is once it's a transcendent entity, does it have spheres in it, structure in it? That it arose in God's mind, or so-called an infinite light, or in the general desire, and then he envisioned a particular thing. That's ten hidden spheres. That's not an issue here. That's God's power to create the, the finite. We're talking now, once the transcendent energy is fundamentally transcendent, does it have a meaning that it's fundamentally not structured? So the essences of Gnosis in the first place are not structured. There's no question there. It's just as you can basically say the desire for the ten spheres, if you wish. Here you're talking about actual spheres in this. There's some. There's a, there is a difference in Kesser, uh, of the, uh, the eagle of Kesser, the eagle of Chachma. It's not just a potential thing. Because you're talking now a structural level. You're talking about eagle, and they're actually eagle. You understand what I'm saying? Maybe this needs to be explained. Let me let me explain this further. When we say there's a desire for Atsilas or a kasser for Atsilas or kasser for Bria, we're not talking about the same thing. Let's let's talk before ten spheres. You're not talking about. You could say, what's the difference in kasser of Atsilas and the uh, and the way it's envisioned before the symptom? The major difference before the symptom. If you don't have a symptom, nothing's going to happen because the intensity there is divine presence. Erein Sof. You know, called it existential godliness. As opposed to the non-existential. 
And when that's there, it's just impossible for anything else to emerge. At least in our logical system, as we understand it. So there, yes, you can call it a makiv kloli once it becomes the eagle of God in the sense that it has an impact on existence. But, 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 but that state alone, without a profound concealment and quantum leap of a black hole called the tzimtzum, you don't have a reality, an independent. In other words, that you and I can sit here and talk and feel that we're an independent entity, that would not be possible in the state of before the tzimtzum. Before the tzimtzum, the, the, the waters uh, cover the sea, basically. It's like complete um, seamlessness. But because God wants a relationship with us, in that state, there's also elements that become the root of what's going to come after the tzimtzum. And we could retrace it. But, the, that, but, but that would be like going into the soul of the artist and trying to have a relationship. You're not going to have a relationship. You have to, your relationship has to be with a, a piece of art. From there, you can travel to the, into the artist. Clear? So it's like the teacher and student are infinitely apart. The teacher conceals. Now starts the flow. Within the flow, yes, the student can climb, 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 and he's going to go into the teacher... And all the way into the other teachers before the tzimtzum. But that's only through work and through effort and through the whole process. So we talk before the tzimtzum, the desire there is in a completely, it's, it's, it's completely on the terms of the desirer, so to speak. What dominates there is the Balha Ratzin, not the Ratzin. Even though he has already a desire and it's on all the levels that we spoke about. That's how Esosphere are there, that's how everything is there. Then comes a tzimtzum. That's the critical thing. A tzimtzum changes everything. Tzimtzum conceals that whole reality. Now, a structure starts to emerge. It's a very subtle structure. doesn't have kalim yet. Whatever, I'm not getting... But, but now, a seed has been planted. A seed, as we know, a seed is not yet a tree. It's not full-blown. But Breshis Bara Lakim has happened. That's the key. A Breshis Bara happened. However, whatever form of state it is. Huh? Sometimes Chesh Chompnesem is the Tzimtzum. Sometimes Breish is Elbar Elakim is the Tzimtzum. It depends how you interpret this in different ways. You can also touch, or it says the Toyo of Aveyu, we're talking about Toyo. And Chesh Chompnesem is the Chesh of the world of Toyo. Depends how you touch the Psukim. You can touch it in many different ways. And by Hei sometimes it's the Kav. Sometimes by Hei is Tikkun. It's the Omeil Matzilis. It depends how you begin the how you read the psukim. It's definitely talking about those levels up there, for sure. It's the only way to understand the whole thing. There's no way to understand the first psukim chumash without chesedus and kabbal. No way. What, what, I mean, the whole thing sounds ridiculous. Why would God darkness, darkness, light tell you? What does this mean? Yeah, exactly. The whole thing is is, is uh, so. No, the point anyway. So go back one second. So good, I, I'm glad I'm explaining this because I think it's critical to go back to the whole thing. So Lifnat Tzimtzum is a different type of... Now the Tzimtzum has created the space, so to speak, for a structure to emerge. If you want to know how that structure stands before the Tzimtzum, we discuss this at length, and it's all from the perspective of the artist. You know, so let's not talk about that. Now, the question is, what happens now after the Tzimtzum? So we know after the Tzimtzum, we know there's imminent energy, obviously, because there's a kav. We talked about three levels. Now the kav is rooted in the ten hidden spheres. Then it becomes a kav. So it's still energies that are not in containers. And then finally it flows after stages into Atsilus. And taking you have Eris and Kalim. You have, you have now the perfect world. Right? That's imminent energy. What is that? Er ha-chachma in klei ha-chachma. Er habina in klei habina. Clear? 
like faculties. You have the body, the organs, the faculties. They're functioning. Mind, heart, chabad, chagas, nihi, malchus. Now comes transcendent energy. Keser. Transcendent energy. Transcendent energy, its role is to be outside of the system and to help the system get beyond itself. To recognize the divine that's beyond structure. The desire of God. Now, that would sound very simple if you stop right there and say, okay, that's transcendence. However, and, and, and therefore the difference between transcendence imminence is the structure. That's Chach Mabina, the worlds, etc. The Kav Hamida is shaping it all. The art. It's the piece of art called existence. Transcendence is desire. As we said, the desire in the soul doesn't have any distinctions. It's beyond the faculties. There's no difference in the desire to walk, to throw a stone, to draw, to uh, conceive of ideas, to love somebody, whatever it is. So that's it. That's how he began, you go back to chapter 58, in distinguishing Rotson and Kreichus, or Er and Shefa. But then he began with a question and said, but one second, we find that there are levels of Makifim. It's not just was one transcendent energy. You know, it hypothetically could have been, after the symptom, you have a Kav creating spheres, and there's one transcendent energy that reminds all of existence that there's something beyond the structure, God's desire. It reminds us that even though mitzvahs, each one has their particular role, there's the Baal HaRotzen. The Rotzen in mitzvahs, which is equal. An, equ- an equalizing force. You can stop right there. But that's not the case. There are Makifim all over. There's a Makif Klolian, there's Makifim Pratim, and there's the Makif before the Tzimtzum, the Igla Godel, and there's the Makif after the Tzimtzum, the Ak, and there's the Kesar of Atzilis, and Bri Yitzir, and Asiya. So I'm literally repeating the words that he asked. So, what does that mean? Is there structure within Makifim? So he says, no. Those are Makifim, they're basically like the garments rel- relative to the Pnimim that they're so-called encompassing. And because transcendence is required on each level, you have a transcendent force that is commensurate to these levels. And he said, but if you ask, remember then we said, according to us, it appears like it's it's a structure. But if you're from a okay, compared to God, from God's perspective, it's all air. It's all makif, basically, in a sense. It's all transcendent. And then I want to hold discussion of explaining the difference, uh, impact of all those transcendent levels. Clear? So now we understand that transcendence is more complicated than just one general uh, reminder there's something outside of the system. That reminder is there all over the place. And every level of the structure. But now he goes further and says deeper that you find there's actually spheres in, in, in the Gulen. So you make it even more. It's not just there's general makifim everywhere. There's actually spheres in the Gulen. And now spheres we know was a, was, was a completely domain of Pnimi. How does spheres suddenly fly into makifim? If you learn everything till here, you'd say spheres? That's it is Pnimi. Makifim, there are no spheres. That's why he quotes specifically the Eitz Chaim. He says, the Eitz Chaim says there's a gulim, there's a spheres in a gulim. So suddenly you're using a term of structure on a gulim. So it requires more explanation. You can't just say that it's about creating transcendence on each level. Because now you're saying there's spheres. 
So he hasn't even answered this question completely. He began by saying the first step is let's make establish that these spheres do not shape and define the makifim as an imminence. In imminence, the spheres shape and define them. First of all, they're all qualitatively different, which is the key to structure. In a makifim, there's no qualitative difference between keser of the makif of keser, the eagle of keser, the eagle of chachma. Number two, even the quant and, and, and the only difference in, in is quantity. Number two, even in quantity, it doesn't impact the makif like it does in imminence, because in imminence quantity matters and it gets weaker, and in makif it doesn't. That's what he's added here. So I think it's critical to distinguish that you're talking about two different aspects of structure or the question of how transcendence relates to the structure of existence. One, the general of all the worlds and then the specific in each one of the spheres, which is what he's addressing now. Now if you ask the question, let's say, does the makif kloli of tihiri Allah the makif prot, or the makif kloli of Adam Kadm, or Kesar of Atsilis, Kesar de Bria, right? Does that is are those distinguished also by Ribia Mirt, by quantity? So he didn't address it. He didn't mention the word quantity there. There he was speaking that each dimension has its so-called transcendent level. Here he is speaking about quantity. So. Whether you can apply the same idea there, I'm not sure. Well, let's take let's, let's let's think it through. Can you say that that's also a quantitative thing, and therefore it doesn't make any real difference? But there, it's not relevant because you have he has an answer to the question without. He doesn't have to go into quantity and quality. There, there's no issue. There, there's no discussion of structure within the igulim. There, the only question is, what's the difference of one transcendent level and the next? So they're fundamentally all about desire, and each one is impacting its world. Uh, uh, um, respectively here you need to talk about it because you suddenly say that in the gulim itself there are spheres so that means that the eagle of Chachme is giving more energy than the eagle of Bina like you said it's the eagle of Mailim Emenu so suddenly you're here, here you're speaking about how energy is flowing differently there the point was not about how much energy is flowing from transcendence the p- point there was what is the difference between one level of transcendence than the other. It's not so much about how much energy is flowing from there. Yeah, like the Kesar of Atzilus and Kesar of Bria. There he said the makif of, let's say, Avadenu Zenu is gives, gives the souls the power of of, uh, of the hidden love, Rusa Deliba. The Kesar of, of uh, Sumis Gavenu gives the souls of Bria the power to to conceptualize, you know, the power that they work with their minds. He didn't talk about, is it is it more or less energy coming from them? Now, if you say there's more or less, there's probably more or less also coming there. But it wasn't relevant to the discussion. Here, once you're talking in spheres, you're talking about different levels of energy. Which is why he elaborated at length, and he said, clearly he said, that Chachman Bina, Bina has less energy than Chachman does. Right? But Bina can climb the ladder. If you're talking on quantity, you can climb to the point of being very close to Chachma. Huh? Right. So, 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 the, basically, in other words, whereas in, in Makifim, they don't need to do that. Makifim are of one quality. 
So what is the role, the difference between Chochmah being a Makif and Chochmah being of Pnimi? So remember, he said before that qualitatively, Bria, Bria like let's say the, the wisdom of the craftsman, of the artist, is different than the wisdom of Etzimah Chochmah, like, you know, abstract ideas. There, one can never become the other. Bina can never become Chochmah. But the Makif of Bina and the Makif of Chochmah are of the same quality. They're not distinguished in that way. There's no defined structure like that. That's the key thing that he's saying. Yeah, but Pashtus, yeah, that's what it means. Yeah. Yeah. It's quantity that's the difference. That's exactly what he's saying. He said a few things. He said quantity, there's a difference in quantity, the flow. And the second, and, and, and whereas in, uh, and even in Pnimi, quantity is not what defines structure. What defines structure is the qualitative difference. Yeah. So? He said it's even more than that. Bina can understand. In quantity, Bina can become very close to Chachman. Quality, they can never. There's something. This, is, this we just discussed. This is right here in chapter. Uh... Well, let's continue on. Um, and then finally, let me just say, since let me just finish the sentence. So, so in basically, in other words, all the ksarim are connected to one another. They're of one quality, even if they have ten spheres. The ten spheres in imminence are not connected in the same quality. They're a different quality. That's the bottom line. What about quantity? That's quality. Okay, that's the first thing. So in in in, uh, in, in uh, imminence, each sphere is a different quality, and one chachma bina can never become chachma. In makifim, the makif of, of of bina and the makif of chachma are far closer, if not one, and their and their and their revela- their difference is only quantity. Chachma bina in pnimi is the difference is not just quantity; it's also quality. In makif, it's only quantity, not quality. That's point number one. Point number two is that quantity doesn't define structure. Even in Pnimi. So even though in Pnimi there's both quantity and quality, the main thing is the qualitative differences with create structure. The quantity of Chachmabina are, are closer and, they, they, and then one contains the other within it. But it's a matter of time and you can climb the ladder like a student has within all the wisdom that is being taught, even though it's not revealed at this point. So Bina has within it quantity, a lot of Chochmah. Okay? So that's point number two. So I made so far two points. One point is that in imminence, quality is what cre- is, is, is qualitative difference from one level to the next in transcendence. There is no qualitative difference. Okay? Hold on. And and secondly, that, quanti- qu- that quantity does not define Structure, so quantitative difference in, in, in transcendence does not make a structure. Then finally, and this is the last point, that even the quantity of imminence is different than the quantity of transcendence. Because quantity, kamus, matters. Quantity matters in, in imminence, because imminence is all about gilui. 
Transcendence is not defined by giluyim. Transcendence is defined by going outside, going outside of itself. It's beyond. So therefore, because it's defined by gilui eminence, so when there's less gilui, it's weaker. It's a weaker force. So when you say a beginner student, yeah, he has within him concealed quantitatively everything that's going to come. But he, right now he's a beginner student. That's how you define him. You define him, as I said, by his sheer, what he is, not by what he could be. In transcendence, you define. There's no. You don't define things by what they are. You define them by what, what they could be. Because the whole point of transcendence is outside of defined structure. So what is then the difference in quantity in 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 makifim? It's a, it's so called an external expression. How makif influences chachma, bina, and so on. That's what he's basically said so far. There's much more to go. Don't worry. There's a lot more to go. Uh, so let's continue chapter 82. He's in the middle of this discussion. The last line in chapter 81 was, So, even a diminished energy has within it the intensity, literally like it is in the, in the abundant energy, which is not the case in imminent energy. This is even quantity. We're not talking about quality. Quality for sure. It's all of the same quality. So even even the quantity doesn't impact it quite the same way. Chapter 82. Look, it's a very profound discussion that's going to need to review it again and again until we really get it. But, uh, you know, hopefully we're getting somewhere. The whole idea of less, smaller, higher yeah, you could say that. Later he talks about it. Less milabayatika really has two meanings. One that Bakhlal there's no spheres there. And number two, there's no gvura there. Everything is Yamin, everything is chesed. That's what dominates. In other words, yeah, that reason why less smell because I think there's no real. Uh, but I don't, I'd rather not go there because I don't know if the focus there on Atik is as makif. Because here, here even Arich, see, Atik is another. As we're talking that that particular statement is about Atik, as opposed to Arich, Atzmi or Primisa Makif. I wouldn't, I wouldn't discuss it right now because because you're asking a better question. He said that there's Esosfiris Nigulim. So how could you say less smell That's really your question. You could ask it that way. I wouldn't go there right now. It's, it's a different discussion. Because th- th- there's no question there's Esos in the Gulim that says in Eitzchayim. There's no doubt about that. So that's, you can't argue about that. The question is what it means. What does it mean? I don't think we should jump to the gun to try to conclude this right now. This is a discussion that he's in the middle of that I believe right now is going to go another 15, 20 chapters to understand it, by the way. The whole discussion that he begins with spheres, the three the, the meanings of sphere, Mispur, Sipur, and Sapir, is all to explain this. I think in Makif, sphere is going to be expression of the divine, and in Primi, sphere is expression of the divine's interest, the objective. Now, spheres themselves have two different meanings. That's what's going to probably become apparent. But we're not there yet, you know. Slowly, this is a slow process. Right now, we're in the process of trying to understand how there can be different levels of quantity, but one level of quality. That's what's going on here. 
I think I go back to what I said yesterday. I think it's vital. You have to think about it from a perspective of Aveda, not Ascola. Mathematically, it would be far harder to understand this because mathematically it's very hard to explain. But Aveda, I, I, I think about it from Aveda point of view. It's very, it's very obvious. Imminence is the system. So you can climb in chesed love, your love to an individual. Can climb from Yesia to Yitzira to Bria to Atzilis, and what you'll find is the pure chesed of Atzilis. Whether it's Avalishma, uh, whether it's Avashenetli uh, Bedover, however you explain it, you have a pure state of chesed, but you don't have transcendence necessarily. You have what God wants you to do with your chesed. Be giving, be tzedakah, and so on. You're not going to go out of your hakbalas. Let's put it this way. Yeah, you're not going to go out. It's not going to. Be, it's going to be bechol levavcha, bechol nafshecha, not bechol meidecha. Okay. How do you get to bechol meidecha? Bechol meidecha requires a transcendent dimension that you recognize that God is not defined by chesed. Because you stop there, you came to okay. I've gotten to my point where I found out that God is the perfect chesed, is the perfect vura, perfect l'cha Hashem Agdula Gvura Tiferes, Netzach Very nice. So your structure is now a divine structure. But is God defined by the structure? No. So you want to go to Bligvul, you want Simchas Teda, you know, you need to now realize there's a transcendent, there's Eirha, there's Hamakiv, there's the eagle of chesed. So the eagle of chesed. But then the question is, is the eagle of Chesed different than the eagle of Chochmah? That's the real question. So you see, when you think from an Aveda point of view, it becomes far more clearer what the question is and also what the answer is. So on one hand, you're now no longer Chesed. You're the Makif of Chesed. Transcendence of Chesed. But on the other hand, all these Makifim are connected to each other. How does that work? That's why we're having a difficulty. Because by us... We can understand structure. We can understand beyond structure. But how do you have structure within beyond structure? That's really the question on the table. How could you say spheres in a level of igulim? Igulim, you just told me, is beyond structure. So what are you putting? How are you imposing structure into beyond structure? But this is critical for the interface because you eliminate. Let's say there would only be one makif and atzilus called keser, and there was no eagle of chachma and no eagle of bina and no eagle of chesed and gvura and teferis. What you would have is the only way you can get to the, the transcendence is to shed your chesed personality. Which would mean it has to compromise your individuality. That's why it's insufficient. By saying that there's Esos Fidus and Igulim will really give, be giving us an opportunity that through your personality and remaining an individual with your unique chesed, you also can reach transcendence without. In other words, your Chomedecha and my Chomedecha are not the same. Because there's a makif of chesed. If there was only one makif, it would be called, oh, you basically say, so you know what, okay, now I'm, I'm doing my Aved and my work in Keches Primim. And now I'm going to my Keches Atzmim. And my Keches Primim can't enter there. Because there's one makif. The Ebishter says, no, I want you to come into makif with your chesed, with your gvura, with your teferis, and so on. That's the key thing that he's trying to explain here. How there is, how makif can speak to Primi in a very individualistic way. I can give you a lot of examples. You want enough community, but pale. Yeah, like, you know, when you explain the imminent, I understood what you said. You basically get into this level of the whole nation, where your, your love is... Uh, 
Let's let's look for halacha. I'll give you one second. I'm, I'm looking for halacha, but my benayu and halacha, okay? So we have the expression kola esi b'mitzvah poter min mitzvah, right? So the ragged shavuach brings also because all the mitzvahs are all rotten So when you're doing this mitzvah, you're poter from another mitzvah because you're right now doing what Abraham wants you to do. But it says commander of it leyamrina, right? It still doesn't mean, right, exactly, the, the story with Rabbi Menuna Saba, that even though he went for Achnos' Kala, which is Deicha, the mitzvah of, um, what's, the, what's the din there? What's the, huh? Avoy Sames. What's the din there with Rabbi Saba, that he went, that the Yunuka, the child, was able to smell Berech and Levushaychu, that there was missing a mitzvah. The Zayar brings because he was being basic in Achnas' Kala, so he was missing a different mitzvah. I forgot which one it was. Okay. So he so, he did the right thing. He had to do that. He had to do that other mitzvah. And Nachmet, it says that mitzvah encompasses this mitzvah. It's not just you're missing it. Potem in a mitzvah doesn't mean it, override, it overrides it. But he was still able to sense that he didn't have the bitter of that mitzvah. That means, if, if, if you makif him, but not makif him of each level, you could say no. Once you hit Bal Harotzen, you're missing nothing. You're missing nothing. The answer is no. Okay, the ones that the, the Makiv should be enter the Primis. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. In other words, in other words, he doesn't just want you to shed your um, your distinctions for the for the Ainsafe for for inf- infinite experience. He wants you to come with your personality, and 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 he wants that each individual mitzvah be part of the entering into transcendence. And that's only possible there's a market for each level. But how is it possible that in the Mitzvah's reality when you have to be the bottom of something in order to do something else? Excellent question. So, you need both. That's the whole point. That's the point what Chassidah says with the Reichel of Shaykh. What, what he did was right, correctly. But in some way he needs to still go back and, 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 and take... And, is a tikkun or another way you replace it? The point is, yeah. But you, you cannot do it because if we're talking about makifim, you're absolutely right. Of course, let's speak this way. I spoke about it yesterday at length. When you're busy on Pesach, doing the birudim, the yichudim of Pesach, you're not doing the yichudim of Sukkot. Clear? But it's the shad. It's the gate through which everything elevates in Pesach. But you can't say. I, I got everything on Pesach. Now comes Sukkot. You have to do the Aved of Sukkot. Correct? So clearly, because we live in a world of structure, so everything has its shir, has its zman, and its mokim. That's the whole point. Mitzvahs is in zman and mokim. No question about it. There are some mitzvahs... This is actually the reason why there are some mitzvahs that are tluyiz bizman and mokim, and there are some mitzvahs not. Huh? Yeah. Why? It says this. Why? Because you need, a, you, need, you need a refinement on both levels. You need to refine time and its structure. So there's the mitzvahs, Siman, Grama, and so on that are connected to it. And then you need to have a reminder that there's something beyond time. So you have mitzvahs that are of that nature. Teir is sometimes called, you know, it says mitzvahs is magina only when you're doing it. And Teir is magina all the time. Protects you all the time. Because there's the Indian, Teir is Lamayal Mizman really. That's why the mitzvah is all the time. Mitzvah is when the mitzvah is responsible for the mitzvah. In other words, you need to be refining the imminent and also elevating to the makif. And they're constantly working with each other. So the bottom line is, obviously, in our life and lifetime, when you're ben chomish, you're learning mikra. You're not learning gemara. 
Benesa the Mishnah, every age, every time period, every space, where we, we're doing what we have to do in that particular space. The question is, philosophically, you could argue, okay, fine, that's what God wants. What did you say? Uh, or you never start. Better put. Properly. <laughs> um, so you could argue, without this, you could argue, okay, that's all God wants. He wants you to refine the time, reach as high as you can, from here and there do a little b'chol me'itcha, etc. But the whole point is that he wants a relationship all the way. Remember, atzmus is not defined by time and space. So the question is, are we mamshik l'maylem is manamokim is manamokim, or all we getting is the best we can do with, with time and space? We're elevating it to the top, to the ceiling. And the answer is, for Agdus Hashem purposes, which I've explained many times, the reasons it all has to connect. The question is, how did Bligvul get into Gvul? That's the question. That's really what you're asking. The answer is, Bapel uh, Bamish, you have to follow Teda. Teda tells you how to do it. Teda says to you, when it comes sukkahs, do sukkahs. When it comes Yom Kippur, do Yom Kippur. In it is hidden because of the because it all comes from bleak vul, so it's also hidden all the rest of it. The rest, the, the other stuff you get when it comes each time you do it. If you do the whole year according to Teda, you follow my rules, and you also have avedel ma'alim b'tam v'das, the Kabbalah sale that we're talking about, and so on. This gives you the tools to climb from bleak vul. Bleak vul and vul meet. Remember, at the end of the day. In Atmos, they're Bechal, not even two things. Even in Eden Sof, they're coming from one place, so they, they, they easily interact with each other. In our reality, they seem like contradictions. That's what the question is. How do contradictions in our reality? But remember, in their source, they're not contradictions. The problem is, you don't want it to be on the terms of the source. God doesn't want it to be done in His terms. Of course He can do it. He can, in a second, make Mokamadon Eina Minamidah. But he wants us to get there. So the only way we can get there is to climb the ladder on our terms. When you're a child, you know, quantitatively, as he said here. And there are wormholes. There are actually wormholes that connect from gvul to bligvul. Now, if you want the logic, you learn chesed, and you start realizing. So there's a chesed. A chesed is a wormhole between gvul of chesed. The chesed of, of the, the eagle of chesed is the wormhole from the imminent structure of chesed to the bligvul of all the Ksarim. But you can't jump from Chesed to Keser HaKloli, or to Makiv HaKloli. If you do, you again, you compromise the interface. This is a perfect interface from absolute structure to absolute non-structure. You have to add the Chesed to get to Chesed. Exactly. So someone will say, who really cares if I do something by Shir, I'm going anyway to Bligvul. That's not the case. No, no, no. You can't get there. You can't get to Mokim Oden Enemin Amidah unless you make Amidah first. That's the point. So but the cast is always there. It's not a job. It's always there. It's there. The question is whether you're accessing it. Let me let's put it this way. I'll put, let's speak in Aveda a second. You're doing a mitzvah. You're saying Asher Kedushan Mitzvah Vanu Litkeya Shefer, right? Is that the motion? Lishmei Lishmei Kel Shefer. I know. One second. Now, if you focus on Hashem Kedushanu, you're focusing on the Makif, the transcendence. If you're focusing on the Shemei Kelshev, you're focusing on the Pnimi. You need both in there. Yeah. So you need to have this, the Shefer, and that's leading you to Tzivanu, which connects it to all the other Tzivanus. That's what it comes down to. Hmm?
V'yuven zeme inyanat mimus, chapter 82, he continues, what time do we have? V'yuven zeme, we'll understand this from the inyanat mimus, we'll understand what? We'll understand how in Makif, even though it's in the state of miut, of diminished energy, it still has the intensity, just like with his abundant energy. Well, understand from Tmimus. Tmimus is innocent. He said, Kmekfish is by the common. Yeah, that's what he said. That's what he's going to discuss now. What, oh, what was the Lushan there? Yeah, yeah. Right here. Aleph Tom, yeah, you do be in Ozesam. Yeah, I know, that's what he said, Kumashi is bored, yeah, I understand. But Oz Esom is a posuk? Oz Esom is What does Esom mean? Um, now I feel complete. Oh, from the word Tom. Aleph Tom, he said. Tom in Bemaisev. So we'll understand this from the Indian of Tmimus. Tmimus. Tmimus means, you can define it as wholesome, you can find it as innocence, as pure, as, as complete. It's really wholesome. But sometimes you say Tmimus means a person just has an innocence up to them. They're, they're, they're tmimus, that's, 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 yeah. Yeah. You should just go the straight path. Don't go, you know, be be uh, honest, so to speak. Let's see how the Yudu the Ikinina Tmimus Ubinakudas Aratsan. It's known the primary thing of Tmimus is the Nakudas Aratsan Shamatsama Nefishal Mal Matamadas. It's in the point of the desire in the essence of the soul that's super rational. Let's let's see what he says. The Bidar Khal in Atmimusini who Baatsmi because in general Tmimus I'll explain Tmimus in a few minutes let me just see how he's going here Tmimus is in the Atzmi it's in the essence and not in its expression in its extension Tmimus you see here he's touching it means that he's complete Tomim meaning Vishalom complete, Gantz in Hebrew Yiddish. He does not move from here to there. He does not, he does not shift. He does not waver. He's unwavering. And that's specifically Na'atzmi, something that is essential. Because anything that's not essential is changing. It's subject to change. It's subject to wavering. It's subject to fluctuations. An Atzmi is... Always an atzmi. It's always what it is. It is. It does not shift. Like you may find things like people who shift their opinion, whoever they spoke to last, or other ways. This is not. It's not. That's never an atzmi. An atzmi is what it is. Is a certain essence, a certain essential truth to this person. So you, that's what you're going to see. You're not going to see a shifting, a shifting positions to accommodate, etc., etc. I'm not even talking about in a negative way. You know, Hespastus, its role is to shift. Its role is to to fluctuate. Anatsmi does not fluctuate. I want to see how he's going to say it, because there's a lot of ways of explaining Tmimus. I'm going to give a few stories or examples to really capture it. You know, we talk about the Tmimus that the Baal Shem Tov appreciated. 
you know, the simplicity. Not the simplicity, ignorant, ignorance. The simplicity of pure, the sincerity. Sincerity is also very good for it. So let's see where he's going with this. But I think this is going to help tremendously. See, see, he's clearly using Aveda to explain the the Makif, the Air Makif's role. Because his pastus, which literally means extension or expansion, you know, say pastus air air. Remember, he spoke about that air and pastus air. That's where, by the way, he also spoke about. Um, that was in chapter fifty-nine. I just want to see something. I think it's very relevant. What do you say? Let me speak about Edsamir as Pastor Sayer. With Rotson. In Edsamir, there's no name. It's only Er. Rotson is already as Pastor Sayer when it becomes an expression in some way. Okay. So he's saying like this. Kispastus is in a state of movement and a state of distinction, state of structure, a state of, a state of differentiation of one level. Because in Hispastus, when something extends, there's yes there's an approach. Ponim meaning face literally, but Ponim means there's a, an attitude this way, there's, a, there's an argument through this way, there's a, a there's a inclination this way, we have Panam Lakan, and there's a way to go the other way. Avabaatsmi, but something that is an essential state. Avabaatsmi, Ainboy is Chalkus, but the Atsmi, there's no distinction. See, again, he's using the word his Chalkus, the word that he keeps using throughout. Is that the ten spheres is about ischalkus? Ischalkus meaning literally meaning distinction or division or differentiation, but also structure. And this is why this is the Indian that tmimus, which means the completion, the wholesomeness, the being. I don't know what wholesome means. The word wholesome is also up to interpretation. Wholesome. A wholesome person usually in English means a healthy person. He's wholesome. So here I don't think he means that. Tamimus is a deeper thing than just wholesome. You ask me technically, you can translate Tamimus as wholesome. But when you say, for example, Ishtam Yeshev Aholim, that he was wholesome, meaning he's healthy and Esau was not, it's much more than wholesome. In, in Havana for sure. I'll, I'm going to explain it, but definitely Tamimus here is the Kudus Aratzen is a. Uh, yeah, but it's even deeper than that. Let, let's finish reading because he's saying different things here about Tom. He said Tom and Rishol and Gans. Tamimus Rishlem is Bechal David. It's the. It's the. It's the. Yeah, you could say here wholesome state of each thing. And that's specifically in the Atzmi. So what he has established here is that that something that's not an Atzmi, Spashtus, is wavering. And a Tomim is not wavering. He's a solid. No, this is Makif. 
This is going to be the Aved of Makif. It's the same thing as the Bittl in Tmimus. There's a Bittl element in Tmimus. Where you are suspending yourself, where you are Because this element, he says in the parentheses, that Tmimus is a completeness and a wholesomeness in everything, and that he's not shifting and not wavering, that comes because of the Bittl and Anachashabai, because of his Aveklai, because of his um, conviction or commitment to it, and his total dedication to it. That's why he's this way. In other words, what is the root? What causes someone to be wavering, someone not? Personal is bittel, and Hanukkah is a completely committed to a particular principle. What does he say? Groucho Marx said. He said, I have my principles. I'm going to say, he was challenged. He says, if you don't like him, I can I have other principles. <laughs> That's not a tummy. Someone that is, has bittel to a conviction, let's say you're convicted, you're, com- you're, you're committed to a particular standard. And, and quality and principles, it's unshifted. So it's the bittle that causes the unwavering element. Because you could argue in this world, the material world, everything is wavering. The, we- the weather changes, so our moods change, and our opinions change, and our principles change. So where do we get this type of unwavering commitment? So he's saying that comes from bittle and anoch. The bittle is the commitment, is the giving of yourself, and anoch is this conviction. And that's, this is the etzim nekudas rotsim. It's in the essence of the the, po- the point of the, the spark of the desire that's super rational. This is what it says. You shall be complete. You shall be innocent. You shall be wholesome. You shall be pure. I mean, all these words are accurate. Huh? Sincere. With God. And the Gemara says in Psachim 113.2, B, Menayin, She'en Shalem Bechledayim, How do we know we don't ask, uh, these are like, uh, what are they called, sorcerers? No, Chaldayim is, uh, you know, going to, Chaldayim uh, is one of the, Oh, that, that was like, uh, that were future fortune tellers. Yeah. Chaldeans, they're called Chaldeans, yeah. And you don't call as them because they were like fortune tellers, uh, psychics and stuff like that. So the Pastor Kamara says, how do you know you don't go and ask them? In other words, Shaila meaning consulting them, advise, advising them. Shanem, Tom because it says Tom You should be innocent, pure with God. Not go these any strange or complicated, you know, un- Rashi interprets, you should be, you should trust in all the events, in all the kredas, uh, uh, all the uh, happenings, everything that happens, all the occurrences, the nailedness, and, uh, and that are meaning birthings, but it literally means all the consequences, all the... Um, this is an expression meaning all the occurrences and all the yeah, every all the consequences that that will come that will transpire in your life that will come in your way. What does that mean, Rashi? What does Rashi mean? We believe. What are you believing in the occurrences? You're not believing the occurrences. You're believing, in other words, 
in Hashem who, who leads you in these paths. And you shouldn't go find all kinds of tachbelas, all kinds of kunts and all kinds of uh, mechanisms, machinations. Eschakmus and uh, shrewdness or, uh, you know, being too smart. Huh? That does not think it means deceitfulness. Eschakmus. Being too much of a chacham, being too, 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 too smart for your own good, basically. You say it, you say it, but rather to trust in God. He's explaining Rashi, why, what is, how do we learn from Tom Tim Ashal that you shouldn't go to these type of so-called fortune tellers? So he's saying because you should believe, trust in that which happens in your life is coming from God. You shouldn't go find all kinds of other methods. I mean, simply put, it means like this. If something, God forbid, happens that's negative, you have to deal with it. Be responsible. Something positive. To go and try to be smarter and figure out what's going to happen to me in the future. What could I do about it? And stuff like that. It's not a, it's not a straight path. And this itself has two ways. Two methods. One is that, you, that, is that he creates a container for the blessings of God. Like it says, God will bless you. And everything you do, what does that mean? You need the tasa. You need to do something. You need to create a container. But you should not consider... The keli, the container, the primary force of the bracha, that's not the blessing. And shouldn't invest his mind and harden it. In other words, he should realize the blessings come from God. You need to create a container, she create a container. But you don't make the means the end. Where you think that it's all about my container and when the more I... Which includes, as he says, she shouldn't invest more than necessary in this container. And for sure, they shouldn't behave with it with over with extra uh, smartness. Or uh, there's a word "schakmus" means what is the hover of the schakma when the when the it's like plotting, it's like conspiring almost. It's conspiring, it's like you know using. That's already That's like. The Maishle is the the is the excessive, but also Mason means the the, the, the the when things fall off from something. What does it mean? Uh, the fall off, not the shedding. Maishle, Maishle, Maishle. in general, things that are extra, unnecessary. It's unnecessary, right? And diligent. Rather to believe, to, to trust in God, the Birchas Hashem Hitashir. Because it's the blessing of God that makes you wealthy. And He's the one that gives you power. So basically, it means creating the container, but realizing the blessing comes from above, and that's the straight way. Not starting to trust, or turning to people, or turning to activities, or turning to charms, or to fortunes, or to, uh, what do they call them? What do they call Kameas? Uh, not charms, uh, huh? But, but, but they're not coming. What's the word for use? Not charms. Uh, to use, uh, uh, what's the English word for? 
amulets. Right. Like it says in the Teda, in the Maimah Kisaytse, the second Rush, the second Maimah, they shall shave her head. Shave her head. And Mamela means automatically, but here means uh, and, and naturally. This will not cause him to have a block, mania, a block, a mania, an obstacle and resistance in his trade and his tefillah. Because he's cause focusing there is taking him away from where he's supposed to be focusing. Looks like the Rebbe Rashab is speaking to some people here individually. Because also business people are responsible, obligated to learn Torah. At least one chapter in the morning, one chapter in the evening, and praying in time. And when you trust God, that He's the one that gives you power and strength, you'll not have any obstacles and any uh, resistance or blockages. Meniyah means... Miniya means something holding you back, and the ikuv is like a. Miniya is more psychological. Ikuv sounds like a physical thing in your way, an object. Restraint and and, and, and obstruction. Yeah, restraints and obstruction. That's a good translation. Miniya ikuv. Okay. Vizel b'chinus bitl v'anochatz musay l'mayla, and this is in the state of bitl v'anochatz musay that he bitl that he. Suspends himself, subjugates himself, and 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 then commits himself. The conviction, the um, conviction. I said a word I had. Dedicates himself from his essence. Super rational. Because if you go with physical mind, physical rational. It compels you in another way. It can cause you to think. It'll cause you to think that, the, that the, what you do, your actions, your kalim, and your actions are the source of your of your panasa, of your income, of your sustenance. And you have to work hard, and you have to immerse yourself in it. With your mind and your heart. And there are times that there are many tests in this. That it appears to him, according to his seichel, he's saying there's a test. People will be tested by this. Because it will appear to him at times. That you have to do something so and so. Also in the way of tachbula. Tagbula is tagbula. is all kinds of machinations. Tagbula, efforts. Tagbula is like mechanism is strategies, strategies. and all kinds of strategies and and innovations. And by doing this. By following his seichel that says you have to use all these overextended strategies, he actually blocks himself. Why? Because the betachem b'ashem, the real source of parnasa is from above. 
the trust in God is the one that really brings you parnasa. So you're over immersion and over investment in all these trickeries and all these mechanisms and strategies is what actually bl- blocks the blessing from coming. And that's why at times, specifically during time of davening, or in the designated time to study Torah, suddenly then emerges the opportunity to be involved in some type of business. And to put it aside and not to be distracted by it. And not look at anything while you're davening or learning. That's a test. That's an assignment. It's a test. I mean, there's a real Aveda here. Only when he trusts in God can he withstand this test. The Eifen Habeiz, and the second way here, that was the first Eifen of what the meaning of Tom Tia means. The second way, who? In this first way, you have to make you have to make a keli. But the focus should be tamim Do not think. Don't invest. Don't worship this container. Don't worship your business. Don't worship. Which is the reason you shouldn't go to these chaldeans, the chaldaim, because tamim God is what blesses you. Why are you going to other people to give you all kinds of uh, amulets or tricks or fortune telling or readings and so on? It means you're investing in the people who are giving you this stuff, instead of just trusting, as he said, like Rashi said, just believe and trust in the events and occurrences in your life, that this is God led you there, and He give you the power to deal with it. Right. And not to become smarter than, than, than God, smarter than the plan here. Ephraim Habay is here, and the second way is that, that there are things that you don't even need to make a keli. At all. First of all, based on the halacha, the Gemara and Rashi is halacha. He's explaining the halacha, he's explaining he's, he's explaining up in Nikla these two reasons. Let's see, let's see. We oisha keli or in the parentheses he adds oisha keli here or the containers lefi erech kfiyetzerech lei b'hashpa or b'hayishua mamaila. Or in this second way that he made container is only commensurate to how much he needs for transmission or for a Yeshua, for a salvation from above. And look what it says in the Agdom of Derechayim, in the introduction to Derechayim from the Mitla Rebbe. In other words, or you don't need a container at all, or a container, minimal container, just what's necessary for your what you're looking for, for the transmission, the blessing, or the Yeshua, the salvation. For Inyan who, and the Inyan of this is, Dixiv, Tev Lachsas Bashem Ibtech Badam. It says, better to have faith and trust in God, Lachsas, is like Betachl, than to trust in man. The question was, did it was in Lachsas and Betachl? Similar. Is to, uh, to turn to God. Better to turn to God than to, to than trust in man. And it appears from this, from this is mashman, not that you shouldn't have any trust in man. It's also good to trust. It doesn't say don't trust in man. It just says it's better to, to, to trust in God, to turn to God than to trust in man. So it's mashman from this, that it's also good to trust in man. It actually, but it's even better to believe and trust in God. 
Fein amuvin. Ech tevel of derba adam chaz v'shom. And it's not understood. How can it be good to trust in a human being? God forbid. Acha inyan who, however, the inyan is the baadam akavani adam elyon. Here's premium. This is you trust in premium or makif. Yeah. The answer is the baadam akavani adam elyon. When you say Adam, you're not talking about a human being. You're talking about the supernal man. Meaning how God, God creates the, the structure of Adam in the spiritual dimension. Like it says in the on this Pasuk. I guess on, on the Tevlaxas Bashem. Which is the level of Malakalam, an imminent energy. And that's what it says. It's even better, however, to trust the Seva of Kalam. This is what we're talking about. The imminent. The imminent is the imminent structure of existence. Not necessarily. Adam Elion usually you speak as Atsilus. Atsilus. I don't know, not necessarily. But there's different ways to look at it. You could say Ak is also Sir Adam, depending how you. You could say it both ways, but that's not what he's saying here. Valkain Rak That's why it says it's good, meaning it's better to turn to God. He doesn't say it could have been easily said. Don't trust man, trust God. He says Tevlaxis. Why? Because you have to have trust also in Adam Elyon in the imminent energies of existence. Like he says there, And even physically, it means a person has to behave according to nature. You can't just rely on the miracle. This is a really beautiful way of explaining the home of Malo It's fascinating, actually. This is tremendously going to help. I see now this period is a critical one. But it's even better to turn to Seva of Klaman, to the Hashem that's higher than uh, Adam, of the Adam Elion. But Inyan who, and the Inyan in this is, the Inyan you do it, she has based me in the Anhogas. There are two different types of Anhogas, the two types of governance from above, Anhogas, two types of, two tracks. How would you translate Anhogas, Momayla? Two types of no, Tanogus means more than... It could be behavior patterns, but I think Tanogus means how he rules or governs, or how he runs the show, so to speak. And that is called Ilus Ha'ilus and Sibus Ha'sibus. Ilus Ha'ilus means the cause of all causes. Sibus Ha'sibus. Sibus Ha'sibus, where he interacts. Okay, we'll see in a moment. Sibus Ha'sibus. Ila and Siba are two words that are used sometimes... Redundantly, sometimes separately. Ila means cause and Siba means cause. Ila means, but he's going to explain that Ila is a close cause and Siba is a distant cause. Or we could say the other way around. Siba is in Oshon Kedish. Sure. Yeah, but, but but bottom line is Ila and Siba are two different levels, as we shall see. Yeah. Ila is Siba. In English, I would say Ila is. Cause, is so it could be sometimes cause and the reason, or you could say cause and the root. When you say something, the cause of all causes, that's mamalakalaman, the imminent energy. 
from there transmit the things that go according to structure, that follow an order, that follow a, a pattern, a, a natural pattern, that is according to nature. Like we say, the teva, ha teva, is the same gematria as elikim. So that's the name elikim. And sibis asibis, the root of all roots, or you could say the reason of all reasons, that is transcendent energy. And from there, transmit, from there come the things that are more like a siba, a cause. Meaning, more like a, um, not, when you say ilu ilu means it's a natural process. You do this, cause and effect. Siba is not a cause and effect. It's more of coming from something that's not by, by nature. Like it says, because there was a reason from Hashem. It's more of a mysterious cause. Ilu is a natural cause. This is more of a mysterious Cause. And there are things there. There are There are a number of things where a person has to place aside his own to rely on God's anhaga, God's behavior, on God's so-called governance, on God's running, ruling it. And, that, and to do nothing except to trust in God. That God will definitely help in His own mysterious so-called cause way. As we see, and And when we see that the Anhoga has to be in this way, this is not in the category of when we say don't rely on a miracle. (coughs) Yeah, because relying on a miracle would be don't rely on a miracle when you could do something naturally. But when you can't do something naturally, there's nothing left. Yeah. And that's on this it says what time do we have? What time did we start? Okay, that's well, and this says and this you need to have a an additional um see here Tmimus is not wholesomeness. Here you need an additional dedication, additional uh, sincerity, purity. Almost like it's almost like a straightness. A, 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 a uh, just acceptance. You see here, tmimus, sincerity, purity, spirit. The tmimus, the opposite of tmimus, in this context, is someone who's overshrewd, conniving, planning, strategizing, and like think, relies on all kinds of other things. Tmimus oh. sometimes means, oh. you know, the Rebbe said so. That's what we'll do. So going the straight path. Call the poshet milatve. Call the poshet milatve. Sometimes the simplest approach, without. Don't, let's not overthink this or overanalyze it and so on like that. That's what Tmimus really means here. So you need to have an extra Tmimus in this. It means you have to completely subjugate yourself to something that is higher than what appears to the naked eye, the naked human eye. Because Seichel Anushi, human intellect, is not going to compel you that you shouldn't do anything. 
even in, you know, in a form of a container. It'll say, do every, do, do something. The Sadiq Lees is a bitl gadl biyesu. You need to have an, an, addition, an, an, an increasing level of bitl, a great bitl, a great commitment, a great subjugation, suspension of self. Not to do anything, only to trust. In that scenario where that's all there is. You see, here's the strange thing. Because he said, you see from this Ein Seim Chalana, so if someone can come and say there is something you can do, clearly he's talking about someone's like saying, like, I mean, God forbid, it's like the Warsaw Uprising or Masad, you know, that it's, it's you know, you're going, you're becoming smart. We're not, he's not talking about a scenario like, uh, for example, with the famous story where the God says the helicopter three times. Right. You know, where you have natural ways. Go to a doctor. Don't stay home and say, I trust God. No, I'm saying, he's not talking about a scenario like that. He's talking about clearly that, let's say, the doctors have given up hope. But somebody doesn't have God and trusting in God will say, no, we have to do something else. There comes a point, in other words, where there's an in-between place where, you know, where you, you could start just using, completely ignoring God and, and trying things that are not going to a fortune teller. That would be an example. Actually, that would be an example. No, as long as it's a legitimate approach, you know. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's saying there are scenarios. He says, But there are people who even their Seich Lanushi will not go there. They'll say, That's why a Tomim, a Tomim, a wholesome person, is greater is Tomim Adif is better, is is um, preferable to a tzaddik. Like Rashi writes in Parshaneach, a pasuk eischari isi tzaddik. Right in the beginning, where does Rashi say that? Parshaneach. Yeah, yeah, the there is there with the whole data. But he brings the Pasuk Eschel Zaisi Tzadik? Is that Rashi? Uh huh. Oh, that's the Pasuk, that's the Pasuk in Noyach, Eschel Zaisi Tzadik. It doesn't say, but nothing says Noyach, El Tel is Noyach, Noyach Ish Tzadik. Oh, yeah. Where does it say the Pasuk Eschel Zaisi Tzadik? Maybe he brings that Lashon. And that comes from the Gemara in Erevin 18b. The tzaddik is yosher. A tzaddik is from the level of er yosher bchinis malklam. That's the straight, that direct energy. That's the imminent energy. V'tom bchinis sevuklam, and tomim is sevuklam, and is transcendent energy. Or berabe shmeish isa, and in medrash rabbi shmeish it says tom tiyesh shenitmu imoy besinai. What does it mean? Nismamu sounds to me like he sealed it, like he, uh, like the covenant. What's Nismamu mean? Imay b'sinai by sign. And they said, everything God will say, we will do. What's Nismamu imay? Nismamu imay b'sinai. Next line there. Okay. V'nimtza. So we see from this, from this we find that the, the, the preceding saying we will do and then we will hear and understand, that's called a tomum. Tomum. What's Nidmamu there? 
Okay, so they became complete, bonded. But they mean bonded. And it's known that this is a bitl that's a, a super rational bitl. A super rational dedication. Does it actually bring this pasuk? Maybe the end of Bereshus, yeah. And there is also the union of Tamimus of this type of wholesomeness, this type of sincerity that encompasses the whole seer, the whole structure the whole structure also of the mind and the heart is going even deeper he's explaining how Tamimus is a transcendent energy and how whatever level it is it has this qualitative higher dimension that you do not find so even though if it may be it may, be, it may express itself in different levels like now he's saying in wisdom but in each level it has this intensity. What's Tmimus and Meichen? This is an example of Sev of Kalaman, of Eagle of Chachma, of Meichen. Meaning that his comprehension and his, and his, 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 his understanding and comprehension is always for the good. He never thinks otherwise. He's always optimistic. Huh? So Rashi says. So Rashi and Noyach says that it's a tzaddik and not tamim. That's what he says. Because you could say is that he does, but he is a tamim. He just didn't say that he's a tamim. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clear. It's very. That's clear. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It says brings from the Gemara. So bottom line is Tomim is transcendent energy, and now he's going on how he's saying how it affects even the mind. I think I skipped the line. So we see, we find from this that Tmimus is the essence of this, of the, the point in the in the desire in the soul. with a super rational dedication. Supra. So even though it's rotsen, it's coming from a strong desire, strong connection, dedication to the cause, to the source, but it also can permeate the entire structure of the mind, the mind and the heart. So he says, What is it making? That when you use your mind, you're always looking for the good. Because you trust in God, so when you, you use your mind, you're thinking positive. He never thinks. Not, an opposite negative thought never rises in his mind. Just like there's a thing called Yeshe B'Seichel. So Naglaychakop, meaning right, think straight. Means that he, com- he he conceives and comprehends to the and 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 um, to the truth of the of the subject, 
doesn't doesn't uh, distort it. He doesn't fakrum uh, it. Doesn't um, convolute it. Huh? So just like this Yeshe B'Seichel, having a straight mind, a straight head, there's also a thing called Tmimus B'Meichen. Having a type of Tmimus B'Meichen, a type of sincerity, intellectual sincerity, intellectual integrity. Ah, maybe that's a good word, integrity. Because of his dedication, his commitment and Mesirose, and, and dedication, and giving himself over. To the thing, meaning to the truth of the matter, Haskolosov Asagosov, his ideas and his comprehensions, Rudak, Beteva, Betevas, the Ilui Ha'inyan, Vamitis it's only in the goodness and in the Ilui and in the exaltation and the Ilui, the, the supremacy of the subject, Vamitis and the truth of it, Ve'ena Nefule, Machshove, Vasoga, Cheres Klal. It doesn't fall into any other type of thoughts. And comprehension at all. And including this is someone who does never, never lies, never no. cheats, never. No. Oh, you're saying, yeah, really? Not, not, uh, uh, okay, okay. But sometimes. Maybe you're right. And including this is someone that never complains. The Ina is saying this, because complaining complaining comes because his mind compels him in a different way, and therefore he complains why he doesn't have it. I thought it meant first that he deceives. They were complainers, right. Sometimes the Ainan, what was the meaning there? What was the meaning there? Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm about to stand corrected. So Tom and there's in other words, there's a certain type of conviction there. He doesn't let his mind and his own interests just sway him. And a person who's sincere, integrity in his mind, does not complain at all, ever, because he doesn't think in any other way. He's satisfied with his lot. He just follows a certain betochen. And there's also tmimus belev. There's also integrity and sincerity in the heart, or wholesomeness. Hanikra It means a seriousness, a a um, Someone that takes something to heart. That's someone whose inner is like his outer. What you see is what you get. And his heart is complete in something. It's not echad b'pechad b'lev. Someone who speaks one thing and feels another. There's a certain seamlessness. Tmimus b'lev, a certain integrity through and through. And it never changes. It's unwavering. And does not waver from right to left. And it's without excitement. It's not a whole show. It's without. It's not without fanfare. Fanfare. He's just simply complete, tomim, innocent, integrity, pure, and complete, and honest. 
Because when a heart is excited, when there's an excitable heart that comes from a rational place, that can constantly change. That can change. Not constantly. Yochelishtan can change. And the parentheses, Viraki spilus atzmi hu beamitis mamish. Only a spilus atzmi, an excitement that's from the essence, an essential one, that's total truth. That doesn't change. No, it's not a spilus chitzeni, meaning when you see something, you get excited about it, then a minute later you don't. When it's fundamental from the essence, that's a different story. What does that mean? When there's a real essential revelation. In other words, if someone experiences something fundamentally real and they get excited, that excitement does not change quickly. But if it's not real, it's going to change and will be replaced, will be uh, um, take immediately. The same thing is also excitement that comes from a rational place also changes. So there's a spouse that doesn't come from a rational place, but it's coming from something that's not true. He's just comparing it. In other words, things that are not fundamental and essential are subject to change, like everything in this world is subject to change. You know, you go somewhere, you're excited by this, you move a little later, you're not so excited. It's atzmi it is. But tmimus, it's not that way. That's what he's saying here. Vatomim belev. Why is he emphasizing? Let me explain because if you go over Malakalam and all this is Malakalam, that would be without Tmimus. You could have a heart that's excited about something. It could be even a good thing you're excited about. But you're in the structure of imminence. What is the transcendent? What is the makif achieving? It's adding Tmimus into it. What he's got, with all things coming to explain how there's a qualitative, um, one quality called transcendence that affects all levels differently, but it maintains always that higher quality. As I said earlier. It affecting the system, but it remains outside of the system. That's the key thing he wants to say here. In other words, even though it's diminished, it could be diminished in one state or abundant in another, but qualitatively, it's the same takif. It's that tmimus. That does not shift. So an inte- a person of integrity, everything he does is going to be integrity, even if it's a small thing. So he may be investing a little energy in it, but what he does there, it's with integrity. And if it's a big thing, it's with integrity. The makif of it, the integrity, is equal. Even though, in giluyim, in quantity, it's different, but quality is the same. In imminent energy, that's not the case. That's why he's making this whole thing. In imminent energy, if quantity is different, quality is also affected. That was the lack of betochem, what it says, yeah. And a tom believes someone who's with integrity in his heart, that's called emotional integrity. Does not get excited. Not getting excited and then the excitement wanes and changes. He's complete and 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 wholesome. Gansun Ernst, now in Yiddish he's saying, Gansun Ernst, he's complete and serious. Serious means he takes it to heart. What bothers him, bothers him, and what doesn't bother him, doesn't bother him. And in that, he does not fool, not him, does not fool himself and does not fool another. 
what bothers him bothers him and what doesn't bother him it doesn't change according to the weather or according to what people expect and so on unfortunately we know more of the latter type but from that you can process of elimination realize by contrast what, what we're talking about here so what bothers him bothers him but it's not, it's not it's something. the guy is, a, is a, a solid person it means basically it means I'll tell you what it means I think it's a very simple way to understand nature Elokim Malakam, imminence, is a world of change. Change is, is, is constant. The only thing that doesn't change, the only thing that you can rely on in this world is change. The only thing that you know is unchangeable is change. Everything changes. Every second is a new second. Weather changes. We age. We don't age by year. We age every second. There's always change. If you could say, what do they say? The only thing that's certain about existence is that it's uncertain. Yeah, the only thing that's that that's solid is that the only thing that was that type of thing. So you could say if you're if you're if, if our lives are governed by imminent energy, then change is fine. Where do you get this type of solidity and, and firmness? A person says, "This is my position. I'm not changing this position." Yeah, like for example, Mr. Sanford, when Jews said, "This is what I believe. This is what I don't believe. No matter what you do, I will not change my beliefs." That's not acceptable in, in, in the material world. Haman was deeply disturbed because Mordechai would not bow to him. Today we're bowing to this. Tomorrow to that. What do you mean? Why are you Jews not bowing? This type of firm conviction of unwavering faith is coming from something outside of the system because the system is defined by, by, by movement and change. And someone can make an argument to you. Why, why aren't you changing your opinion? We're not living 5,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago. It's a new world. Why are you not changing your positions, your principles? And you can make this very strong argument. The world changes. So what he's saying here is the Ian of Tmimus is a reflection of a transcendent energy that's giving us something that is beyond the system. Something of the firmness. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it will not change because it's coming from the etzim nekudas arotzim, from the essential point of his desire, that never changes. So now he's so far he's determined he's explained tmimus in general. The two different explanations of what tami means: whether you make a container and don't over worship it, or you don't even need to make a container because you just trust. Then he explained Tamimus, this type of integrity in the mind. A person who thinks that way, does not worry, just has that type of solid, solid and straight way of thinking. And now he explained it emotionally. Now he's saying, yes, Gam Tamimus, Bamaisa. So Meichen, Midas, and Maisa. In all the spheres you're seeing here. There's also Tamimus and Maisa in action, integrity. Hanika Tomim Bamaisa. That's called a person who's Tomim Bamaisa. He's complete. Wholesome in his ways, in his actions. Like it says, a man, a person who's tom, is tom, to complete viyosha and straight. Which means in, in avoiding evil and doing good in action. In a form of just sincerity and simplicity. That does not change and waver. And it's not relevant to him the time and place. Because of the intensity, the taker, because of his intense commitment and the innocence in his soul, 
that this is how you have to do it. And it's not nothing and nothing else is possible. The other option is not possible. When some of the first Russian Jews came out from America, from Russia, the Rebbe suggested they go and visit some of the G'day in Israel. So they went to Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, who went. Uh, yes, that um, a guy Nautic from Chicago, one of the Nautics, I think, Shol, not Schomberg, Shmuel Nautic, I think his name is, and the Kazliner. You know Kazliner? Devil Kazliner. Yeah. So they went to Rabbi Moshe. So Moshe asked them, how did they survive under such circumstances? Constant threat, constant pressure to be Jewish. How did you survive? So the Kozlinet answered, no, we first had Purim and Yom Kippur and Yutas Kisla, you know, meaning L'chaim. And 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 and, and Nottig answered, Rabbi Nottig answered, Did we have another alternative? And I heard when the Rebbe heard this, you know, he was the second answer was more impressive. You know, what, what kind of what question is that? It's not even an option. That's that's our reality. We're Jews. Russia, not Russia, who cares? The question is coming from a place who's saying, you know, a difficult situation, how did you manage? But someone that does not, it's like, it's like stopping to breathe. I can't stop breathing. When you ask me to stop breathing, it's difficult to breathe. Fine, I'm in a difficult place. She so says, that's what he's saying. It's unbelievable pedic to learn. Just this pedic alone, you can learn with Baba uh, and it's unbelievable. Tmimus. But here you see transcendence manifest. This is Mamaj Daveda. This chapter answers all our questions, by the way. Because this, this is Makifim at work. I told you, remember I said yesterday that without Aveda you're never going to get this. Because it's not just a theoretical thing. Start figuring out whether Makif has levels, doesn't have levels. It's all about mind robbing. It's part of the lawyer. You know, about a businessman. Because this is how it is and it's not possible any other way. That's why in every time and every place, who, whatever place or time he occupies, how do you Blishum This is what he does without any shift, without any change. and he's not afraid. That's what I just said with the Russians. He's not afraid of any enemy or anyone. Or Menaged is a opposition, an opposer, an enemy. Mesis is more than that. Mesis is a. Huh? An opponent. Mesis is a uh, attacker. Is a uh, is a uh, what's the word I want to use? No, it's not attack. Is a Mesus Madiach. Someone who's trying to pull you away. So Menaget is an uh, is an opponent. Mesis is someone who's trying to instigate you. Ladiche Chazrushalom to push him away from his commitment. Misad Eitzim Atekev Benakshe because of the essential commitment, essential intensity of his soul. All this is Sevuklam and Aveda. It's going even to the point that's not even considered a test room, like he said. Because any other way, God forbid, is not even possible. It's not. It's not like it's possible, and I overcome the challenge. It's not even a challenge for him. It's totally not possible the other way. I knew a person was I know a person who was the son of a kapo, a Nazi, a Jewish kapo, and he's a cynical guy. I found out later he's who he is, and, he, and the cynic, and he used to always tell me, he said to me, "Why do you do what you're doing? 
What do you get? What? How much money are you making? He could not understand commitment to something, to Judaism, just because of that. It had to be a reason. So I said to him, and I'm not knowing his background. Later, I found out. I said to him, "You're that way. So you think everyone's like you? You'll never understand someone not like yourself because you think." He says, "What are you talking about? There's no such thing in this world. He's not doing it for some type of ulterior motive. What are you gaining from it? No." So the person, people do not, this type of connection that's not possible another way, what do you mean? Circumstances are different. I change my, my principles. I'm tortured. I'm threatened. The In parentheses, this is not just coming because of takif, because of takif would be intensity of in other words, you could say maybe this is just akshanus. Maybe just obstinance. A person is obstinate. He doesn't want to, he's a Jew, he doesn't want to waver. He says, no, it's coming because the, 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 this commitment, it's not, not Akshanas that's the root of it. The intensity, the intense commitment comes because of the Tamim Shayin Abitl. Comes because he has that type of purity of spirit. I like that word, purity of spirit. That, that, that's Bitl. That's a Bitl. It's a complete dedication. That's why it does not, not influenced, impacted by anything. Viyadua, and it's known, the Nod, Tchilas and Besefer, that the beginning is wedged in the end, Kiyamaisu, Sefer, Shoshay, Perejras, Tchilas, Akalshu, Nukudis, Saratsun. That Maisa is the end, whose root is in the top, in the beginning, in the head, which is the Nukudis, Saratsun. In other words, he's saying here that the Nukudis, Saratsun of Tmimis, in the essence of the soul, is wedged in the end, in action. Shuzel Ikara Emes. That's the primary, that's the main truth. The Midas Hatmimus, the main emes of Midas Hatmimus, the real truth, the real, so you could say almost test, the real expression, true expression of the Midas of Tmimus, this Midas of integrity, is when you see it in the end, is what you see at the end. How you see it expressed in the bottom line in action. In other words, the integrity of the other levels are also part of the process. But the real test is how do you behave? Because a lot of people could say, you know what, I'll never change my vision, this and this, they, they wax eloquent. comes to action, you know. I remember someone telling me, interesting, a lawyer, was telling me, if you're going to get involved in any litigation, remember two of the rules that nobody, who, people without experience do not know. There will be people who promise that they'll be completely behind you and they'll drop out. Just know it as a fact. There's no exception. Don't think that everybody who's excited right now is going to be with you. And two, make sure that you see it through the end. You can't stop in the middle. If you're not ready, for, if you don't recognize those two things, don't even enter. Interesting. Because, you know, you know that when, when, when it gets hot in the kitchen, not everyone's going to be there with you. Even though right now everyone's yelling and screaming. And you get excited and say, yeah, let's go. And he said that the biggest mistake that clients make, they think that now, now everyone's heated. And when, when it starts coming, the war starts being fought and it starts costing money. Suddenly... Your best friends are not, not as they say, you're not now, come back later, you know, that type of thing. Bottom line is, in other words, it comes down to the bottom line in action. Tanimus, the Rebbe Rashab is not going to let us off the hook here. See, but take him a bleed, okay. In action, but take him intensely, bleed the cloud without wavering at all. Veneda, he has in the parentheses, Veneda, and it's known the MS. 
the word emes Rosh Hashanah Reish Teich Seif. Emes is the Rosh Hashanah Reish Teich Seif. I mean, the only way I know that because MS is the first letter, Mem is the middle letter, and Tav is that's what he means. But why is he saying Rosh Tavis? Basically, Aleph Mem Tav is the beginning of the Yeah, but okay. Is, is, uh, the MS, Rosh Tavis. Okay, that's what he means. Aleph is the first letter, the second, the middle, it means it's through and through. This is Rosh which is the Resh of everything, the head of everything, the driving force of all. And the Tmimus, okay, here we go. So we have now three Makifim, he's explaining right here. There's the Makif, the general Makif, Rotson is the Reish. That's the root of it all, is from that inner commitment and conviction, that transcendent force inside us. There's the Tmimus, that's the Mem. There's the commitment and integrity in the mind and the heart, that's the Teich, the middle. That's Emes. So we say Ikara Emes, the Midas at Mimus, the Emes is when it's through and through. I thought it was from Shabbat Lev Maisa. Because before that's the way he explained it. No, he explained it, he said Meichan and Midas, he said Meichan Lev, then Maisa. Yes, Meichan Lev and Maisa, and starts with Rotson. So Rotson, Meichan Lev and Maisa, what's the problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vakol Emes be'etzim nekudas ha-Rotson b'cholakech z'atsef ha-Maisa. And it's all true, in the sense of that truth, and integrity, they're all true from the Nakuda, from the point of desire from the source, through all the faculties till the end. The Efshe, that's like the Ksarim Mishnalshlim, Zemezeh. The crowns are all evolving from one another, they're all essentially the same quality. The Efshe Shalagabarotsnakolkamaisiyakshiv. And maybe you can say that compared to Ratsan, it's all compared, it's all like Maisa. Even Mayach and Lev are also like action. We have to understand what that means. Vizel Oz, oh, here we go, here's the end. Vaz Isam. Vizel Oz Esam, Aleph Tam. And this is the meaning of Oz Esam, which is the letter is Aleph Tam. Esam. The shade of Shemokrat Mimusu Barachna Shalamayama Adas. Because the root of this integrity and this innocence, this wholesomeness, is in the desire, the super rational desire. Shabilti Nate Klaam in the Kudus Sutsani Hapashit, that does not in any way waver from the point of this simple desire, but Vitamim Batekif Vitamim. This simple and and complete and innocent and seamless desire. And the intensity of this integrity, of this sincerity, is in all the faculties, all the way into action, in, 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 in actuality. And this is what it means that in Ratzin, in desire and makiv, there are no Distinction of levels and structure the beginnings mid veribashagam in the levels of more and less in quantity. There's no distinctions, even though there's more miut and ribu, even though in there's a beginning smith. Oh one second now he's saying it other. That in Rotson there is no distinctions of more and less. Shagam Bisur Marash Bhinis Mirta Air. That's what he's saying. That even though that even when you're doing Surmara, you're avoiding evil. Which is a diminished form of energy. It's not, you're not, not doing a lot. You're just avoiding evil. It's completely no light, no energy there. There's no light there. You're just avoiding. There's no excitability. There's no manifest and revealed desire at all. 
You're just avoiding doing something. You're staying away from something. It has the same intensity, that type of integrity that, that is invested in it. That just like the desire of the desire without any change at all at all. In any way. We understand from this the Masha Yeshbeir Makif Elyon Vitachtin that what Air Makif has in it a higher and a lower level, in quantity, in more abundance and in diminishment in the energy, that's not true, that's not at all distinctions and structure. Because in the minimum you have the whole intensity. It has all the intensity that's there, even in an abundant energy. Which you don't have in imminent. In the imminent, you don't have this type of quality control. This type of consistent quality. You still call it intensity, even though it could be less. In general, in in general, it's in a state of concealment. In general, this makif state is in a form of concealment, and the way it's concealed, it's equal everywhere. And if there'll be a revelation of this point of this desire, which is usually concealed, it'll be equal everywhere. Like when someone gives their life in the test. Of sanctifying God's name, the revelation is in avoiding evil, the full intensity of revelation, in actual giving of your life to sanctify God's name. That's and that's coming specifically, and only because of the essential point of desire that's higher than the actual. Uh, that's revealed rather in the avoiding of the evil in action. What else is it? Not for sure. Sumerah. That's the first type of Sumerah. What else could it be? Shemizgala. Safe Maisa. You're right. Safe Maisa. Not Sumerah. Safe Maisa. Bepel Mamish. Yeah. My mistake. Save my sin. So, in the action, in the simple action, is revealed that full intensity, even more than it is in the higher levels. What he says before. Where was that? Asim. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Mm-hmm. Okay, should I finish the mimer already? Not as well. Let me finish the mimer. So, the bottom line is, he's established something that is beyond any shinuyim. That's the inner transcendence. Hmm? Now, according to the above, you have much because of pesukis teishu. We'll understand what it says. Pesukis teishu. Dehine mashamar Avram vishanu tachas eitz. Because now, what it said that Avram, what Avram said to the melach vishanu. 
that you shall rest, you shall uh, dwell, you shall relax under the tree. Now this tree is the yeah, lean. This is the is the Ilan of the Chai. It's going to about the tree of life. Bchinis Eitzachayim, the tree of life. Shazor bchinis Zoh, bchinis Teferis, b'derech Prat. It's either level of Zoh, which is the Midas, or in Zoh itself, Teferis more specifically. Vaheinu Shavram himshich lehem er Makif. That means that Avram transmitted to them a transcendent energy. Dehari Hasogas Amalochim Urak, but Harim bchinis Amalchus. Because the comprehension of angels on their own is only from the reflection of Malchus. Like it says, that we will sing your, uh, we will sing your charities, your, your kindness. That's Malchus. And Avram, by telling them to rest, to lean against the tree, he was transmitting to them a transcendent energy from Zoh. That's higher than Malchus. Compared to Malchus, Zoh is Makiv. Ubischarzen, a reward of this, Nasan Laban of Mitzvah Sukkah, was given to his children the Mitzvah of Sukkah. Because the tree is a Makif over a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the tree is a Makif, exactly. Like it says in Sukkah, you shall dwell. And this is higher, a higher level than the tree of life that he gave them. Because for angels, the tree of life is a Makif. But compared to souls, the tree of life is erpnimi, is imminent energy. Like it says, a human being is the tree of the field. That the tree of life, that is the level of Adam, which is imminent energy. But a sukkah is, is actual, really, literally transcendent energy, not just relatively speaking. One second. That's why That's why someone who builds a his sukkah under a tree, psula, it's not kosher. It's possible. How do you say possible? It's uh, invalid. The tev laxes because it's better to rely on God. It's a save of kolamin, not a tree. A tree is is So to build a sukkah under a tree, you have to rest under heaven, under God, not under a tree. A tree is part of the structure. Relative to angels, the tree is a makif. But relative to neshamas, you need to have actual sukkah under heaven. That's the level of a sukkah. Now, however, the union of sukkah's teshvu, to dwell in sukkah is gili. Dwell in a sukkah means that the makif should radiate in a revealed way. That, that means that through the preparation of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, show Inyan Hatshuva, which is the Inyan of Tshuva of return, that through that you transmit the transcendence that should radiate in a very revealed way. What it says, every citizen of Israel, what's Ezrach? Right. That's the higher level of the makif. That's the revelation that will be in the future. When the inner dimension of the makif will be revealed. Huh? No. For sure. 
So the Gilda Ezra is Primis Amakiv. Zel called Ezra Bisrael. This is called Ezra. The word Ezra comes from Masha Yezriach Laosid, from the word shining, that it will shine in the future in the souls of Israel. Yezriach Laosid in the Shem Shel Yeshvu Basukas Achshav. So that's what it says. Kol Ezra Bisrael Yeshvu Basukas. That that the Kol Ezra that which will shine in the future in the Shem is Yeshvu Basukas Achshav. They should sit in a sukkah today. Shari Amiut Yezbe Bchinas Haribui. Ah, saying that which future shine with them is already is giving being given to them even now as they sit in the sukkah because even in the miut they're given the, has everything has the whole market in it. V'zeo basukas teishu. This is meaning sukas teishu. You shall dwell in sukas. I day have veid the roshan of yom kippur because through the service the work of roshan yom kippur you gilib chinas hamakif will be the revelation of the transcendent. tiku liem chagenu like it says tiku liem chagenu liem chagenu is sukas. And also that which will later shine in the future, which is the inner dimension of the Makiv. Which will be in the future, which will be, which in the future will be a Er Pnimi, will enter internally into the Nisham Yisrael. That's called Ezra Yisrael. They, that level, they can sit in that level and experience it even now because within their mute and their even in our diminished level where we don't have it all revealed, we have the whole intensity and quality. So no transcendence is with us right here. To an extent, yeah. So the sukkah teishvu. Teishvu is also a form of shashvus. Kitzur the summary. to understand this qualitative. Equality in all levels of transcendence will understand it from tamimus, from sincerity, integrity, wholesomeness. The tamimus who ba'atzmi dafka. Tamimus is in an atzmi. It's in a state of atzmi means unchangeable. And the subjugation, the commitment, is with the essence of the point of his desire. That means you shall be tamim, you shall be wholesome, and not go with all kinds of, um, what did we say before? With all kinds of uh, machinations and schemes. Schemes. And there's two ways in this. This Oisha Eisek Keli Bater Bashem, or by creating a container and trusting God. Oisha Ein Eisek Keli Klal, or in situations where it warrants not to create any container at all. Who Ian Tev Lachzis Bashem B'Chinu Seva Klal Manikas Sibus Asibus, and this is good to trust in God, rely on God, which is the level of say the transcendent energy, which is Sibus Asibus, the deeper cause behind everything. This is Tamim, which is better than a Tzadik, greater than a Tzadik. And you have this type of integrity in the entire structure of a human being. In the mind, that his thinking is only positive. And he never worries. And it's hard that he's, 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 uh, he's uh, sincere, through and through. Outer and inner. And he's also sincere in his actions. Who believes Pilate is without excitement. It's without this type of shifting excitement, and it does not change. But it does not change at all. Not many time, and not many, not many place, not any time. And the beginning is where's the end? That the innocence, the wholesomeness, and action is ma'amis, is what makes brings brings out the truth. Of the innocence and purity in the desire. Vizau, vizau, isam, isam, alaf tam. 
That's Aleph Tam. Okay. The, the Aleph. Yeah. You say Aleph Tam. Yeah. That's also correct, right? It's also Emes, yeah. I didn't say that specifically, but. Okay. Vizel Emes, the Shava Badesh Tech Seif. And that's where the word Emes, truth, that's equal in the beginning to the middle to the, through the end. Harashamir, Vedibi, Shabiz Gals, Enze, Schalkus, Klaal, Be'er, Makif. That means that the quantitative diminishment or abundance in the revelation is not a structural difference and no distinctions in the Ermakif. And the revelation of desire is in the safe mice in the intensity, like when we see in Mr. Snever when a person actually gives his life for, for sanctifying God's name. And with this one, understand what it says, in the, in the merit of of them resting, leaning under the tree. The tree of life is imminent energy. Avram transmitted transcendent energy. And that's why building a sukkah under a tree for neshamas, that's possible. Because they have to reach to God beyond uh, the imminent. The teshu who sheyer beprimis teshu means it should radiate internally. We call it ezav yisrael who primis amakiv primis amakiv sheyer lasid. And call it ezav means is what is referring to what will radiate the inner dimension of the makiv that which will radiate in the future. And now yeshu besukas that even now we have that also because the makiv has that even in its diminished state it has all of it. Okay, we'll stop here. The end of Discourse 21, chapter 82, which we covered was from page 155 through 155.